Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. I have noticed, both Tony and I have noticed, um, uh, the variety of different people who serve, different variety of people that make up our church family. And uh, I was, um, James, if you could get your, uh, uh, James Iopu, if you could bring some of your example up here. Um, Sometimes during just the offering, I'll look down and just see ushers, and uh, they are so different. Everybody, it, there's a, such a different, um, like a snapshot of what a family looks like. And so we've got in just uh, just this example, yeah, if you come on up, and I don't know who, James is running around to get his um, examples here. We have got, uh, we have got young, and that is right here. <laughs> <laughs> we have got young. We've got uh, we've got some interesting hair. I love this. And we have we have then we have one of the precious people in our church. She has been a missionary forever, a uh, long, long time ago. She looks very young, but actually, would it be okay if I told them she's up over eighty. She absolutely refuses to be put out to pasture. She loves to serve in the house of God. And then we have tall people. We have Daryl. And we have this wonderful, beautiful one. And I'm so thankful for the variety of look. We have a variety of of, uh, age. We have male and we have female. We have all different kinds of language. If we could get him to talk, it has accent. But I just am, uh, I just am loving uh, our service teams. These are our ushers. I, I asked James if we could use some of the ushers as an example. But actually, you would find this in every single service team. And so it gives, it gives us an example of who can serve in the church. Well, pretty much anybody. And... Um, and so I, we just would love to invite you. It's such a way to grow and be connected and to serve in the house of God. Can we give these guys a hand and all of our service teams a hand? Yeah, you can go ahead and go on down, unless you want to stay up here. All right, that's good. All right. There's lots of places for you to help. I don't know if they put up that screen or not, but uh, there's lots and lots of different teams, different teams that you can be a part of. Some are out front and some are behind the scenes, as you can see there. All right, we're going to get on into the Word. Tony started a, a series last week called Lord, Teach Us to Pray. And um, if you could just get a mic to Jeff. Could you give to Jeff Speechley, could you just pray for this message today? Jeff is one of our elders, and we're just so thankful for him. Could you just pray for this a message this morning? Heavenly Father, we just give this word to you. 
Father, we just pray, Lord, that, that your word, from your word, comes straight to our heart. Father, we will act on it as, as something that will change the way we think, change the way we feel, and we will align mm. to your word in everything yes. we do, everything we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Luke, the 11th chapter and verse 1. And it says, Lord, teach us to pray. The whole verse, let's go ahead and get it. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. So Jesus himself talked to his father. It wasn't a religious activity for him. It was a relationship activity for him. He talked with his father. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. I imagine they were listening to his conversation with his father. They said, we want that. We want to be able to do that too. And said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And so the name of this particular series for this month is Lord, teach us to pray. Now in this particular phrase, Lord, teach us to pray, there are two ongoing, for the rest of your life as a born-again believer, ongoing requests, all right? The first one is this, Lord, teach us to pray. What, is, what am I meaning by that? In other words, Jesus, their request to Jesus is, Lord, teach us not just how to pray, but to pray, as opposed to not praying. What I love about this, the Lord teaches to pray. Disciples, followers of Jesus are to be able to pray. Now there was and has been, it, well there was in the Old Testament, a system of worship where priests did the offerings up to the Lord on behalf of the people and then gave things from God to the people. They were in between. Jesus is our great mediator now, and um, we can talk directly to God. Each of us can talk directly to God. So, Lord, teach us to pray. Um, James, the fourth chapter and verse 2 in the second part of this verse says, You have not because why? You ask not. There are some things that uh, just are never, ever going to happen, never going to be released from God's heart of love, even though he has a grand heart of love, will never be released unless it is received, asked for and received through prayer. So you have not because you ask not. Now, um, going back to this thought that everyone can pray and not just designated people. Um, sometimes it's easy for a believer to think, well, I'm not, I don't know if I'm so good at prayer. I've talked to many people like that, and I felt like that myself sometimes. You just think, I don't know if I can put the words together right. I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Uh, and, um, or maybe because I didn't get a prayer answered Maybe I'm just not good at this. I'm going to just turn my prayer requests into somebody else. Our church has a, a way that you can turn prayer requests in, and we have a prayer group who prays for these needs. And God answers prayer. 
And so we should be able to turn prayer requests in. I ask for prayer. Anybody in here ask for prayer from other people? Absolutely. We want to be humble enough that we are okay to ask for prayer when we need it and pray for one another. And we're going to talk about that today. That's what our focus is. But going back to this particular thought, while it's beautiful to turn your prayer request into somebody else, and it's something we all can do, and there's a, there's a, a wonderful sense of family when we get somebody to pray with us and for us, still, every child of God has a right to talk to Father. Every child. We don't have designated people in the family of God that do our talking for us. Think about those of you who are parents that have more than one child. Is there a spokesman for, uh, there may be a more talkative child. We had that. Yes, we really had that. But anyway, <laughs> there sometimes can be more a talkative child than another child. But every one of your children, if you have more than one child, uh, you would feel very sad if, if there, was only, um, there was only some kind of a process in your family that the other siblings had to send their messages to you through this one brother or sister. That no one had a right to approach the parent except for this one sibling. And so we... We uh, each have a right, as soon as a person is born again, has a right to advance and to advance boldly before the throne of God. You want me to say something even, even a little bit more extreme than that? Even people who aren't born again have a right to call on the name of the Lord. That's how we all got saved. God isn't trying to get people to be go away from him and go through some jump through some kind of hoops before they can approach him. He's actually inviting us to come. So every single child of God has a right to pray. All right? Now, uh, but not only are we taught to pray, and there's many other things we could say about that, encouraged to pray in the word of God. But we uh, are also instructed in the Lord of how to pray. There is wonderful portions of Scripture in the Bible about how to pray. In fact, Jesus himself taught a lot on the subject of prayer. The only thing that he taught more than the subject of prayer was his return and money and giving. But prayer was a huge thing in the ministry and in the teaching of the Lord Jesus. One of the things, we want to look at the first thing that Jesus taught on the subject of prayer. And it was to pray in the name of Jesus to the Father. If you'll look at John, the 16th chapter in verse 23. It says, at that time you won't need to ask me anything. In other words, he's the eldest brother in this great family of in the family of God, he said, you won't need to ask me anything. So if we're not, if we're instructed by Jesus that you don't have to ask Jesus to tell the Father, then for sure you don't have to ask a pastor or a priest to tell the Father or a saint to tell the Father. 
we can go directly to the Father in the name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and read this verse of Scripture once again. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. The Passion Translation says, because you have relationship with me. And so prayer is based upon a heart connection, a heart communication with God. As a child of God, every child has a father and child relationship that you can take advantage of in prayer. All right? So in this verse of Scripture that we've just gotten through seeing, we see that Jesus emphasized uh, relationship in our prayer interaction with God. When, our, when we talk to God, it indicates that there is a relationship between you and God. Aren't you glad that this is not just religion, that there really is a real live relationship with God? You can't see him, but he is real. And not only that, but this verse of Scripture also tells us um, heavenly and family protocol. The right way to talk to God is to call him Father, and we address him in the name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name, but Jesus went through a whole lot of trouble to make God our heavenly Father. Aren't you glad you can call him Father? He is God, but he is also our heavenly Father. So we see that very important instruction in the Lord. Then the second thing uh, that we want to look at here is that Jesus really emphasized heart attitudes that make a difference when we pray. Because prayer is not just a religious external activity that you just go through some motions. It's actually a heart engagement with the Father uh, uh, from our heart to His he is a spirit, we are spirit, and we talk from heart to heart. And so heart attitudes do make a difference. Uh, the first heart attitude, and we're not going to look at, go into the scripture or anything about this just for time's sake, but do take note of this. Jesus uh, talked about not doubting in your heart in Mark eleven twenty three. Don't doubt in your heart. Well, the opposite of doubt is believe, is believe. And so as we feed on the promises of God, it moves us from a place where our prayers are weak and shaky and cross your fingers and just hoping that something will happen when we shoot a prayer out there. Have you ever shot one out like that and just hoping it hit someplace? Well, uh, we can actually pray more confidently and we can pray more accurately and precisely and effectively uh, when we are praying in, in believing in a promise of God. So we believe the promise. We believe God hears and answers. Prayer is an exercise of believing. We believe God hears and he answers because he who comes to God must believe that he's, he's a, a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He is and he is a rewarder. And then finally, we believe that we receive something from God. Before, um, before you see it, 
before you feel it, before anything. You believe when you talk to God, something has happened. We're going away from his throne room with something in the, in the hand of, of faith, all right? Now, another heart attitude that Jesus addressed that makes a difference in effective praying is, is unforgiveness. He doesn't punish unforgiveness by not answering prayers. He does not operate like that. And the closer you know him, the more that you know that is not the way that he deals with us. He corrects us through his word. He doesn't spank you and say, you can't, and slap your hand and say, you can't have that blessing because you've been naughty. What unforgiveness does is it works paralysis, it works weakness into the hand of faith. So even though you have a promise, even though you know what the promise of God is and that you have a right to ask and you pray in the name of Jesus, when there is unforgiveness in your heart, there is lack of strength in the, in the grip of your uh, hand of faith and you won't receive from God, all right? Unforgiveness is ugly uh, where it comes to prayer. There is no one worth holding on to a grudge to, uh, to paralyze the hand of your faith that receives from God, all right? So uh, the opposite of unforgiveness, of course, is forgive, forgive. And how we, uh, we feed this forgiveness and this strength of forgiveness is by being uh, forgiven ourselves and thanking God for, are we thankful for being forgiven? Does anybody in here needed forgiveness? I'm, I'm talking this week. Did anyone need to ask for forgiveness? I did. Don't ask me what it was. But I, I did. I said, oh, God, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Thank God for forgiveness. Well, the more we receive forgiveness and we see how freely he forgives, then that becomes the way that we freely receive or that we freely give forgiveness. All right? And the third thing that is a bad attitude that affects the way that we pray is pride, is pride. And uh, Jesus talked about the religious man, you know, that, that wanted to be seen, you know, and wanted to be heard and, and perceived as a really spiritual person. Uh, that is one expression of pride. Another expression of pride is not praying. Not praying because I got it. I can do it. I can, I can sort this out. I'm on my, I, 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 I know what to do. If I really need help, I'll ask for it. And that's why usually uh, it's, it's when everything else has failed that people look up to God. When I was thinking about this, have you, did you ever play in, in school? I don't know what l level of school it would have been, but uh, younger, where they have to choose up teams. And, uh, and some, you know, you choose up teams and you, uh, the team leader calls from a group of people who they want on their team. Any, anybody hate that? I know, me too. In volleyball, no one wanted me. <laughs> but, you know, I think who has been left standing alone sometimes has been God. People have chosen everyone else to talk to, everyone else to get advice from. 
And finally, at the end, they go, okay, God, I'll take him. It's pride. It's nasty, it's ugly, it's foul, and it messes prayer up. So uh, prayer is, is best delivered in a humble, a, a humble attitude of realizing that, and I'll get this, we need God. And I don't care how long we've been born again, how many Bible verses we know, we need God. Amen. So prayer is an indication of your realized need for God. So if you pray once a week, that's how much you need Him. The more you pray, or the more you express prayer, is an expression, is a, of humility that you need his input, his help, his wisdom, his direction, his correction, his strength, all right? And the Bible says, if you humble yourself under his mighty hand, he'll lift you up. Okay, the last one is uh, that Jesus talked about selfish, uh, 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 hard attitudes is selfishness. He really guarded about, uh, he really cautioned about selfishness and expressions of selfishness, there are two, two tools that, um, that clip selfishness. And I, every person is, has to deal with selfishness. And so the person in here that's thinking, oh, I'm not selfish, it's my husband. <laughs> or the person that's in here thinking, well, I'm not selfish. But it's, it's, uh, no, every person, because it's a sin problem, it's a human problem. It just comes out in different kind of a ways. Um, defending your own right and your own, your own way or whatever, selfishness. There are some tools that Jesus gave to combat. They're like antibiotics to that horrible disease or virus of selfishness. Two tools that I'll just mention. One is, is giving, actually. <laughs> giving is a huge way to combat selfishness. The other thing is prayer, because you're actually giving of your heart, you're giving of your time, in, uh, and so you are praying. And we're going to dive into uh, one area of giving in prayer in this way. Jesus also talked about who to pray for. And the other writers in, in, uh, in both the Old and the New Testament uh, did as well. We've been... Um, We've just been highlighting on Jesus because Jesus had a perfect prayer life. And uh, so he talked about how to pray for yourself, sing is to pray for yourself, but he also talked and, and demonstrated on pr how to pray for other people. And, um, but we're going to go now to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, where Paul talked about praying for others. And that's where we're going to hone in now for the rest of of this uh, time this morning. Ephesians 6, 18, big verse. It comes right after the armor of God that is listed in the verses before. If you're familiar with that portion of Scripture, it says in Ephesians 6, 18 in the NLT, pray in the Spirit. Now look at that. I've underlined it because it's really important. At all times. Really? If we're all if we're really trying to do the Bible, that's a little that's a little steep. 
at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. So, okay, we have at all times, every occasion, all believers everywhere. Anybody think you can do this verse of scripture? <laughs> it's really like, whoa, how do you even do that? Okay, I like to pray for the food. Okay, I like to, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I like to pray about this. or about that. How do you pray all the time for everybody? I work, God. There are people in my life. How, how, do I do, how do I even do this verse of Scripture? Well, now, God would never say and inquire, uh, 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 require us to do something that cannot be done, all right? So it's not just um, it, just find a way uh, to always be praying while other people are talking to you. That's not what he's, he's not wanting you to be weird or anything like that. Ephesians 6.18 in the Good News uh, Bible, the first part of this helps, this other translation helps us get a little glimpse. Do all of this in prayer, asking for God's help. Pray on every occasion, look at this, as the Spirit leads, as the Spirit leads. Now, because when you're praying, you don't have to go, um, you don't have to go like they did in the Old Testament, they had to go to the, the temple. Um, you can you can pray anywhere. Uh, we were singing power working on the inside. The reason why power is working on the inside is because he is on the inside. God lives in here. So you don't have to go to a, you know, to a geographic location to talk to him. You can talk to him anywhere. I need to pop up here real, just real quick. And uh, you can help me uh, demonstrate this. You can't see God, but God is always with you. So whatever you experience in a day, if you just walk with me, whatever you experience in a day, he is experiencing it in you. Whoever you talk to, he is right there, party to that conversation. Whatever goes through your ears, he hears. Now, even though you don't see him sometimes, I mean, you don't see him. He is always, always there, always walking in you. When you know of his presence on the inside of you, it's like being in the company of people. You, your conversation may not always be with them, but you are aware of them, and communication goes beyond just words. It goes into acknowledgment. Does that make sense? You're aware. You include. You acknowledge. Sometimes you cut your eyes Oh, You're not even talking to them. But if, there, if I was talking to two or three different people here, uh, I, I'd, I'd acknowledge or I could acknowledge or sometimes reach out and touch or something. Just knowing that God is here. Prayer is an acknowledgement, an awareness of, a dependency on, as well as verbiage to God. Prayer isn't always me saying, okay, God, da-da-da-da-da, uh, I asked for this, 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 this is on my list today, and uh, this is on my list. It's not just list giving like McDonald's drive through It is communication, and so because uh, I can talk to God, but 
listen, prayer is also what? God talking to me. So Johnny on the spot, while I'm seeing something, maybe I'm in a conversation, I'm in, in a conversation with something, and, and David Sweet comes into this, come up, David Sweet, and he is, he is bringing an evil report. <laughs> and so, but I'm not alone in it. I come up, and here is, here is this person being really mean to me. Well, who else is with me when somebody's being really mean to me? and degrading to me is right here. So I'm hearing this, but I'm also acknowledging the presence of God in me and with me. And in the acknowledgement of that, instantaneously there is grace, strength, and wisdom that comes from him to me that I am not on my own taking on David Sweet. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? My answer, no matter what somebody says to me, is, is not to just be my answer to David Sweet. When I have God's presence, it can be God's influence through me back to David. So that's how you can return kindness. That's how you can return, uh, you can return uh, goodness. If even if something good isn't given to you, it really doesn't make any difference. Why? Because you're such a good person. You've learned so many things in the Bible and in the Lord. I tell you what, I've learned a lot of things in the Lord and in one moment forgot it all and did something stupid. <laughs> did anybody else do that too? So it's not just how much you learn. It is, it is what you know, but it is who you know. It's a relationship with the Father that you have with Him. So you don't take life on. You don't take people on by yourself. You're right here. Okay? Thanks, guys. Okay. So let's look at something. When it's talking about on every occasion, there's no way you, your prayers can all uh, just, you know, perpetually and continually be going up. But you can always be aware of his presence. And when you practice that consciousness of the presence of God, you start carrying more of a consciousness that you transmit to other people. So people aren't just aware of you. They become aware of him. All right? Now, the word um, prayer in both of these verses of Scripture is one of the words prayer here is uh, King James word, new, new King James even, supplication. Anybody heard that word supplication? Um, the newer translations just use the word prayer, but uh, the ones use the word supplication. What does that mean? And prayer isn't just this. What does supplication mean? It's a kind of prayer. It is a humble prayer. If you put up these definitions, it's a humble prayer. It's an entreaty. It's a petition. It's to ask or request earnestly and beseech, implore, beg. So in other words, it's not just casual. It's you really mean it. You really mean the prayer. Okay? These prayers, these kind of prayers, these uh, petitions that come up to him, 
They don't have to just be in church. They can happen all through the day, anytime through the day. And I want to give you an example of how that happens. The Greek word for this word supplication means praying for a specific, um, a felt need. A heartfelt petition arising out of a deep personal need, a sense of lack or want. And the next uh, uh, Greek word here ultimately roots back to um, this day word, uh, Greek word, uh, which likewise implies a felt need that is personal and urgent. People can be pray very urgently and very um, fervently for themselves because it's a felt need. Or you can, you can pray fervently or urgently for people really close to you. This morning, this morning while we were worshiping the Lord and Andy gave that exhortation for us to lift a hallelujah, you know, um, our daughter and her husband are, are uh, en route to Ohio and some changes going on in their life. I lifted up a hallelujah for Liliana and Evan on the other side of the world. And uh, they didn't turn in a prayer request. I felt it. It was a felt need. The, the feeling of need doesn't always happen in your, in your body, like you feel a need in your body or you feel a need just in your soul. I, I, I want to just say this to us as born-again believers. God can help us to feel a need even if it's not a personal need. He can help us to feel a need in our heart for somebody else. And get a load of this. He can help you to feel a need, sense a need for somebody you don't even know. You don't even know? Right? Be on the other. You don't even know, but you feel the need. Now, the more that you respond to that and pray simultaneously, don't wait to the next prayer meeting or the church service if you're in if you're in Coles you're in in the shops and you see somebody and your heart goes pay attention to your heart that's the real you and you feel a need sometimes when I've been driving along I'll see somebody and I'll feel a need sometimes I've gotten to meet the very people later on that I've prayed for while I was driving it's amazing how those kind of things happen. Tony had it in his heart from the very beginning before we ever even, uh, we even started Rama Family Church that our church would be a praying church, not just in the meeting, not just in Sunday meeting, but we, we, not just the designated prayer group, but all the members. We'd be sensitive if the Holy Spirit had us pass somebody and, ooh, they need something. You say, well, well I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Well, something's wrong with you. You're a flunky and don't even ever try to pray again. 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that wouldn't be right, would it? I don't know what to say either when those, those tugs are there. He does. He does. And sometimes a prayer can be this simple. Lord, help that person. Say, well, that's a little weak. Not if, not if you mean it. There's something about that, that person's hurting. Help them. Help them. Heaven goes into operation. Angels go into operation. Things happen. When you, you pass a, an ambulance going someplace, you, you just think, oh, that was a terrible wreck. No. Pray. Those workers are in there trying to save somebody's life or whatever. You can pray. Be spontaneous to, um, yeah, make supplication. A felt need may not be your feeling, maybe somebody else's, but you're sensitive to it because the Holy Spirit, who is always with you, makes you sensitive to more people than just you. Isn't that a blessed thing to be released from ourselves And to have consciousness of more people than just ourselves? Praise the Lord. Guys, the Holy Spirit's going to help us just move and move and move. Supernatural things happen when we pray. Supernatural things happen when we pray. Heaven moves. The devil is shut down. Uh, light, have, we sang it in one of the songs, L darkness flees. Let's get some darkness to flee. It doesn't just happen uh, by accident. It happens as we respond to him in prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. So we have, I, 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 want, I put up a prayer here for us to, to pray today. And this would be a prayer that you could pray for other believers. Maybe somebody that's not here today, maybe somebody that you know or that just comes to mind. This should be the very last day that you ever think, oh, that's just me. I was thinking about somebody, but that's just me. Don't ever think that again. God lives in you. He causes you to think of people. It means something for you to think of somebody. Pray for them. Don't just think about them. Pray for them, even if it's a short prayer. Put up Colossians, the first chapter. Paul prayed this prayer. He said he prayed it coming and going all the time. He said, I'll not stop praying. for." And this is my paraphrase here, this prayer. For Let's pray for Josiah today. Would you like that? Let's pray for Josiah. He's on the other side of the world. He's been a part of our church family. Let's pray for Josiah. So I will not stop praying for Josiah. I ask the Father to give Josiah complete knowledge of your will and to give Josiah spiritual wisdom and understanding. Next verse. Then the way Josiah lives will always honor and please you, Lord, and his life will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while he will grow. As Josiah learns to know God better and better. Next verse. I also pray that Josiah will be strengthened with all your glorious power so that he will have all the endurance and patience he needs. May Josiah be 
filled with joy today. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. And you can tell Josiah we prayed for him as a whole church today. <laughs> Amen. Now, so you can use these prayers. There are other prayers in, in the Bible that we can pray. But uh, I want you to know we have some tools to help us to pray. Tony made mention um, that there's some books on the back table um, uh, in, that will help. Man, just feed on those kind of things, and it helps feed and make you sensitive in the area of prayer. We also have a, a, a prayer tool that uh, we call 646, where you can pray every morning at 6 o'clock in the morning for six minutes on up to 60 minutes, if you'd like. We also have connect groups, and uh, prayer groups are a part of our connect groups slash service teams. It is a service to the Lord. Uh, back on the back table, uh, the hub, you can pick up one of these. We'll have prayer groups that pray about all kinds of things. There may be a prayer group in here that, or that is not in here because you're wanting to pray about a certain thing. You have a group of people that have the same thing on your heart. Start a prayer group. Praise God. Yeah, that'd be great. I want you to close your eyes, and if the team could come, I want you to close your eyes and ask the Lord, what are you saying to me today? What are you wanting me to do about what I heard today? So that I am not just listening to a sermon today, but what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to pray for? What is it that I can do to work together with you in prayer? Father, I thank you for your word. We honor it today by responding to it in Jesus' precious name and with our heads still bowed and our eyes closed. Today, we talked about relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, you can. Everyone has sinned. Everyone has had a brokenness from God. That's why Jesus came to die on the cross to take our sins so that we could come to the Father. If you want Jesus to, to be your Lord, but you want the sin of your life to not be between you and the Father, today, you can accept what Jesus did about that sin. He put all of that on Jesus, and Jesus died for that sin. I'm going to pray a prayer. I invite you to pray it with me, to ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. That, this is the most important prayer a human can pray. And I invite you to pray it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. You love me. And in spite of sins that I have done, you loved me. And because you loved me, you sent Jesus to die for my sin. 
I accept what Jesus did for me. And I ask Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I believe he is alive. And I want him to live in me. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.